Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Mike Dovebish, and I'm Executive Director of Nutrition Capital Network. We hold investor and partnering meetings throughout the year, and our meetings are for companies in health, wellness, and nutrition who are looking for investment and partnerships. Uh, Our audience, our investor audience, uh, includes uh, individuals, individual investors, all the way to private equity, uh, as well as corporate strategics, both in um, food and beverage, also in ingredient technologies, and many other uh, verticals interested in health and wellness. And the purpose of today's podcast is to have a discussion with one of our past presenters, uh, Robert Miller, who is founder and CEO of Finova, and to learn a little bit more about the process they went through in presenting at NCN and their eventual outcome of an investment in partnership with one of our investor members, DSM. So, uh, Robert, if you could say a few words about yourself uh, and go into a little bit of background about Finova. Sure. Well, first of all, um, thank you for inviting me to uh, be with you today and do this podcast. Um, I uh, founded Finova uh, nearly 20 years ago. Um, and it's uh, while I'm an American and I grew up actually uh, not too far from where you are and I, was, I grew up in Palo Alto. Um, actually, I've lived most of more than half of my life in the UK. And Finova is a British company that is based uh, just outside of Oxford. And it's a company that uh, develops uh, originally, we started off as a as a pure uh, life science uh, pharmaceutical uh, drug development business, developing drugs from plants that were used in traditional Chinese medicine, uh, and we use those plants as a discovery engine. And over over the years, we've we've migrated into um, uh, functional ingredients and OTC drugs and uh, a number of other types of products, all, all plant-derived and all derived from plants that have been used traditionally in, in, in medicines in China. Good. And I think the first time you had presented at a NCN meeting was actually a little over eight years ago, and this was 2012 spring of 2012 when we had it, this event in uh, Washington, D.C. We normally have our spring events in New York. Of course, this year we had it virtual. Um, so can you tell talk to us a little bit about where you were at that point in 2012? Sure. Approximately. I, mean, I, know, I know it was a little bit, uh, yeah, you know, it's yeah, probably I mean, a little bit of a blur those years. Yeah, I think in 2012, um, and actually, I'm trying to remember that I wasn't actually at that event. My colleagues, Keith Thompson um, and one other colleague were there as well. But um, uh, I remember it well from their reports. The, at that time, we were, we were making a transition from a pure uh, plant-based uh, botanical drug business to a company that was uh, f- starting to focus more on, on functional ingredients and other applications for the, the the type of drugs we were working on. 
So an example of that is um, a, a what's our now our lead product which is a product called Reducos, which is a functional ingredient for um, helping to lower blood sugar levels. And uh, it's it was a product. Well, it was a, the, the original research program project was looking for a new type two diabetes drug. And very early on, we we realized that uh, whilst the this this ingredient had a very was very good at uh, lowering uh, blood glucose levels, blood sugar levels, it, it wasn't really uh, uh, drug like. So and it would be a much better use as a a functional ingredient. It can be incorporated into food or it can be taken as a supplement. And and that was um, that was that was where we were just really we were probably a couple of years into the research um, for Reducos at that time. Good. And do you remember, Prox, uh, you know, in that time frame, what kind of clinicals you had? Uh, and the reason I'm asking is we get a lot of questions of from when when ingredient companies present is. What kind of claims or clinicals should they would should they have for them to be best situated to get in front of investors? So, do you remember what your situation was back then? Yeah, I think I think we were still. Um, at, I think we had some small studies that we did in China. So one of the unusual things about us is that we've since two thousand and seven we've had a subsidiary. Uh, we worked with a a, a company small. Uh, uh, R&D company in Beijing, and latterly we we've we've become a majority shareholder in that, and so we always do. We've always done a lot of our early work in in China, um, and what we like to say is that the we're an R&D company, and the R is in China, and the D, the development work, is done in in the UK and in the US. Um, so. Um, at that time, what we had was we we were starting with some small studies um, it, it, and some small human studies, which were with very early versions of Reducos that were showing actually good a- activity. Um, we also uh, partnered with um, uh, companies like Amway, for example, and, and we we published a a, a joint study, which was a, a an animal study, which was was peer reviewed and published uh, several years ago, and so we had we were we had some good science, which was getting published, um, but we didn't have the the larger human studies, the, sm- the the smaller studies that we were doing, and WHO, for example, in this area of of blood sugar control. They they recommend or they say you can do as few as fifteen I think it's fifteen um, patient studies and and they consider that to be useful uh, in terms of understanding whether something works or not so we 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 started off and and really it's a it's a, a question of funding um, you know clinical studies and and we we had done previously some big clinical studies uh, in, in the U S um, and they're very very expensive to do. And so we were, you know, our funding situation is always typically been relatively um, tight. And and when you're when you're a small life science company like we are, um, 
based in the UK in particular, where where it's it's got it's gotten a lot better recently, but quite quite difficult to to find you know high levels of funding. So so um, so we would do small studies, and we kept kind of building those up until we were able to do larger studies. We've now got um, I think five clinical studies um, that we've done. Um, several of them have been published in peer-reviewed um, uh, journals um, like uh, POLS1, and we are we have also accumulated a body of of, of research and, and other science that is quite substantial now, and it's it is the science that really helps us sell um, in terms of you know commercializing reducos. And and that's that's a very important point. You know what we're seeing uh, in today in the market is that if you've got good science, that is you know people really respond to that, they respect that, and they and they're looking for that that validation. Yeah, right. And and uh, the, all of that makes sense. And I I think as the years went on you you presented a few times and from what i recall in conversation uh, uh, with you and your colleagues over the years is that as as you presented as you engaged in more studies uh as you um, picked up some new partners and customers it seems like things started to the wheels started really uh turning and interests um started to come together uh, so can can you talk a little bit about the lead up from that that early those early stages when we had um, first interacted with your company um, to most recently, you know, can you talk a little bit about uh, maybe some uh, in you know inflection points along the way with with some of our investor members or or uh, other uh, partners uh, that you met along the way? Yes, yeah, sure. First of all, we met a lot of great contacts. Um, through NCN, and and I and I have to say that one of the things that I personally found really um, terrific about your meetings um, was the the quality of the of the people that were there, and you know just as you're selective in in who you allow to present or who you invite to present at NCN. I, I, it looks to me as if you're pretty selective about who you invite to be in the audience as well. And and that's a, a very good um, fit, I think. So so it, it was, I mean, and we, we were, you're absolutely right, that, that um, what we've been able to do um, for a relatively underfunded um, company for many years is that we've been able to achieve quite a lot um, every year, and every year that we would come and present at NCN, there would be more, more, um, more good news and on the science front. Um, we were very lucky, uh, you know, along the way to get. Uh, we got a big government grant here in the in the UK. Um, we won an innovation grant, which allowed us to do a, a, a large study with the University of Southampton Medical School, which was um, a, a very good study and. Uh, it, those sort of things, they, you know, we kept building momentum. And uh, at the same time, it, you know, we would meet people and some people, you know, we would meet year after year. I mean, DSM's a good example. You know, we would see them um, and 
you, you know, people like Rob Bodecker, who's uh, now actually one of our board members, and uh, because they've recently in, in invested. So, but I mean, Rob, that goes way back to um, to NCN and also to the innovation um, day you ran at, at their headquarters in Switzerland in I think 2015, and uh, uh, it was um, and it and it actually, you know, in this business, it it's. It is it is it is kind of slow in terms of when you're developing something like a, a functional ingredient. It's really very similar to the same sort of uh, process and path that companies who are, are other life science companies who are developing drugs, for example. You know, it, you you go through a period of uh, a relatively long period of research where you're you're validating whether it's a, it, it might be a good idea. You start to do um, uh, some clinical studies. Clinical studies take a long time to to get organized. You have your your patent IP work, which is very important. That all goes on at the same time, and you you have to sort of build up over over quite a long time, um, and um, which is what what we've done. And then you know regulatory approvals. That's that's the other big thing. You know becoming a Getting grass status in the U.S. I mean, we were very lucky in China to actually get reducos approved as a food ingredient in China, and that was a that was a really big breakthrough for us. And, and now, yeah, now we're seeing a lot of business in in, in China. Similarly, um, uh, the other countries, uh, Singapore, we've we've recently been approved, uh, and 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 so those things also those regulatory approvals are are quite time consuming. Uh, and and that's one of an area where, for example, DSM has been very helpful to us. Good. And and I imagine because you have to come back a few times uh, uh, because of the nature of uh, the type of company you are, uh, when it came time for DSM to invest and, and really get involved in your company, it was probably fairly seamless. And you've known them since... 2015, maybe prior to that, and a couple years later, or three to four years later, they invest in you. So, my I, I, my guess is it, it it's been fairly seamless that process. And can you yeah. talk a little bit about that and how that's sure. been going? Sure. I mean that 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 event that we did with that you guys organized for DSM uh, in Kaiseroux was uh, in Switzerland was a really really very good event. There were, uh, I think, there were ten companies that presented, um, all pretty small, um, with innovative, pro innovative products, and um, we actually we we that day we won the event. There was a, a sort of you know a panel of judges, uh, and uh, uh, and we became we were the winners. So that was great, and that really started a process with them. Um, the innovation, yeah. the innovation meeting, and, and and just for the audience, we NCN holds meetings open to everybody uh, four to five times a year, and then on occasion we hold these in innovation meetings uh, for uh, selected uh, cornerstone members. And at that time, DSM had engaged NCN to hold this meeting in Europe, which you had presented at. Yeah, and we had we had already met. Um, people like Rob at at at, at DSM and sorry at NCN events in um, you know supply side or 
Uh, I think I was one in San Francisco that I presented at, and uh, and then latterly, um, you started presenting in um, at Vita Foods uh, in in Geneva, and those were always good because that's very close to a lot of the the European um, Europeans that we work with. So we had lots of opportunity to get to know e- each other, and and it, it's also it, it's a very very good thing when you can year after year you can meet up with people and show really good progress and, and that's it's not not only i mean what happened in, uh, with dsm the process there was eventually uh two years ago we signed a collaboration agreement with with them and then um that and then just this year um they invested so first there was a collaboration agreement on the commercialization globally of reducos and then secondly this year they've actually the dsm ventures has invested in us so it was a kind of two-step process um both both were were and are helpful um so and then with customers though it's also um you know it's very good um way to to meet customers and and sometimes again it's it takes a little time sometimes it doesn't i mean we at uh, the last time we were in supply sign, which is uh, I guess a, a year ago, or, or uh, now more, I think, and um, it was uh, we we had a we we had a meeting, or maybe it was two years ago, uh, and we we were presenting. Actually, it was Walter, and it wasn't me presenting that day. It was Walter. That's right. Do you remember? I uh, think it was two years ago. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. I, I yeah. It's uh, I think that's right. And. You, you know that meeting. Uh, somebody, a very you know big company, um, uh, listened to Walter and came running over to our table after the after uh, he spoke. And when there was the sort of speed dating bit, and he he he, he just came up and said, "I want it," and uh, you know just like that, it was really great. And and you know we're now working on you know. It, it still takes time to get these things yeah. done. We're now we're now in the process of of giving him what he wanted, and uh, and hopefully launching a product next next year with them. And uh, and that, that's great. That, that was relatively quick. That I mean, you know, but uh, yeah, very very helpful. Um, so good, good. And uh, we're just about uh, out of time. And I wanted to just ask you, uh, you know, one uh, two more questions. Um, first is if there's anything else you can share uh, about Finova going forward. Any any new developments or new products you're launching? Well, we we've just recently launched. Uh, we're just in the process of launching Reducos in the U.S. Uh, in a um, direct to consumer uh, performance marketing campaign, which we're very excited about. Which uh, be done via um, Facebook, and uh, and that's just just kicked off a couple of months ago and they're still in the early stage of that but uh, we're, we're very hopeful about that so we're, we're going direct to consumers but also um, we have a number of uh, uh, b2b clients and and the b2b our b2b business is growing significantly in north america uh, and china and also other parts of the world like asia pacific so so um it's 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 a lot of momentum and i think even based on 
this situation with the COVID, you know, COVID-19, that in a way has really helped in the sense that it increases people's awareness of, of the need to get their blood sugar levels under control and, and, to, and to live a, a healthier um, lifestyle. So that, in a strange way, has been, been helpful to us. Good, good. And, and lastly, I wanted to ask it, it, any tips for presenters. And obviously, one of them has got to be patience, uh, since that's uh, what was needed from your company. Uh, but anything else you could uh, talk about for uh, companies that are looking to apply or present or that have presented um, any other any things you can talk about? Well, one, the one thing, the one, the one, a couple of things I, I'd like to say. One is that, um, first of all, I I would urge people to keep it, keep their presentations very simple, their messaging simple, and and don't try and say too much. I, I've watched a lot of presentations over the years where people try to cram in a huge amount of information, and it and it's difficult. It's better to have something really concise and to the point. Uh, that that is very clearly presented. Um, the second thing was that, that we just did this once, and it was at that meeting and and and, and at supply side, but it really worked incredibly well. Was we we had produced a three minute video, which actually wasn't very expensive to to do a three minute video on reducos, and we just took three minutes of our ten minutes, a lot of ten minutes, showed the video, and it had a fantastic impact. Um, because the, the video was good, and it also kind of—I remember it. You remember it, yeah. Well, there yeah. It, it communicates very simply and clearly what it's about, and uh, you know, we we were um, we were really pleased with that. So you know, it, it, it's it's always at the end of the day, it's about you know communicating well with your audience, and right. and, and you know, just keeping it simple and clear. I think is always a, a, a good way to do it. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Robert. I appreciate your time. And I just wanted to remind everybody that they can find more information about Nutrition Capital and our events at nutritioncapital.com. So I hope everybody found this informative. And thank you very much, Robert. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.